Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ted Jr., right here on Life on Wax with Ted Jr., and I'm back. Hey, y'all, I'm back with a brand new season, brand new season of the show, and we are doing, we're doing it a little bit different, a little bit different than we've done it in the past, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I wanted to, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the show, but I want to make sure I introduce our new guest for, for our guest for our brand new season. And that's our brother, good brother, J.C. Rowe. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing, Ted? Thanks for having me today, brother. Man, we are so glad to have you on the show today, man. And and as everyone everyone may know, uh, the goal of this show is to get to know someone new, someone uh, that's impactful, someone who I call a local legend. Uh, and that local legend is a legend wherever they are. And we want to make sure we get to know who they are and learn about their music playlist. Now, we learn about the playlist because I think music is really what is in our soul. It's really, it really speaks to our core of who we are. So, uh, JC's going to talk about his playlist. We're going to learn a little bit more about him. We're going to use the music as a catalyst to the conversation. So, without any further ado, JC, um, why don't you... It, before before we before we get into your playlist, I want to tell people a little bit about um, about who you are and kind of what you do. All right, so again, my name is JC Rowe. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. My dad was in the military, so we did a lot of traveling. You know, lived in places all over the world: Germany, Egypt, uh, Japan, whatever. And so now I spend my time lobbying and advocating the issues that are important to me. And so I've done lobbying for charter schools, medical marijuana, death with dignity, um, got over two dozen people elected to offices across the country. Um, and I'm all about helping people find their power, which mm-hmm. first is internal, and then it manifests externally through your work. So the faith is in yourself, the work is the work. And you know that's, that's my gift to the world as I've been gifted with it from the most high to help make the world a better place. That's dope, man. That is... You help people tap into their own power, man. That's... I love that. <laughs> I love that. And I and part of the reason I want to want you to show because I know that you have helped other people uh, kind of get into politics and not only get into politics, but also win. Yes, yeah, and, and and I I even y'all I went to uh, I checked out one of uh, JC's uh, political uh, trainings I went to. Mm-hmm. I think that was 2017. Yeah, that was just a couple years ago. And I'm telling yeah. you, I, I'm telling you, I've been following stuff in politics, politics for a long time and paying attention for a while, and I learned more in that in that day and a half I was there than I learned any time before that. <laughs> uh, thank you, brother. Yeah, that's great. So, without any further ado, we're gonna get into uh, this playlist, man. I'm, so, whenever I ask, whenever I ask for uh, someone to send me the playlist, I always get, uh, I'm always somewhat surprised, or or even sometimes just regularly excited about the songs that end up in the playlist. And I'm telling you, this brother is definitely. Living in California. Well, definitely living in California because I saw Kendrick Lamar a couple times. Uh, I saw some Michael Jackson. 
Awesome, Jay Z and M. We gonna get into it. So the first, the first song, the first song that we, we're listening to right now is King Kunta by Kendrick Lamar. We're gonna listen to that for a second, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. It's Life on Wax with your boy Ted Junior. That's Kendrick Lamar, King Kunta. So, uh, JC, man, tell us why we had this song on, on this playlist. Man, that is the millennial album for black men. Yeah. I know you relate to it. I relate to it. Kendrick Lamar is a brother that speaks to my soul, right? So, I think we were sharing a little bit about this uh, when we were backstage. I used to lobby all over California where I would drive San Diego to Redding, you know. That's a 12-hour distance between the cities preparing to give speeches to folks about whatever issues that they were dealing with. Kendrick Lamar was my music on my rides. I would play that that whole album over and over and over again because I feel like he is experiencing what we all experience as young brothers in America from trying to to achieve the power, trying to build the family, trying to make a difference in the community, and you constantly getting smacked. As you say, everybody want to cut the legs off of when he got the yams, what's the yams, because we got the yams. Mm-hmm. Old school Hollywood called it the juice, the it factor, swag, all these new terms for it, it's the same thing. And they don't, nobody really knows what it is, right? That's why you say, like, what's the yams? Because they're like, what's about you that's so great that it draws people to you? I want that, or I want to at least take it from you. Right. And I think that's how we move as brothers in America. We we constantly move forward while people trying to cut our legs, but we got to be King Kuta in this. Man, love it, man, love it. Now, now I I'll be honest, man. I like I like uh, Kendrick Lamar. I'm not a heavy duty fan. Okay. You know, I think I think I think he's dope. I don't follow yeah. a lot. I don't follow all of his music, and so that's okay. that's part that's partly why I like doing this show because I get exposed. To reasons why other people listen to the music they listen to, and so you said you said that music, that that whole album kind of kept you going while you were going all around the states. Yeah, well, especially right, California is only six percent black, so we end up being uh, considered an exotic anomaly when you out here as a black man, not on Wait the streets, minute. not homeless. Wait a minute, you said six percent. Six percent, yeah. Now, when they show you Oakland, Oakland twenty percent. Inglewood got some black people. Compton got some black people, but Cali as a whole, six percent. And you think half as women that puts the black men at like three percent. And then honestly, once you cut out the jail population and the homeless population, I mean, we go down to like one to two percent of the whole, the whole state. That's you know what? That's crazy because yeah. because as a person that doesn't live in California. When I see stuff about California, it's a lot of black. It's Oakland. It's Compton. It's <laughs> right, man. That's, that's the focus. The focus is on us. But like I said, we have a 
a Brazilian appeal to the folks in California. Wow. I like, you know, as black people, we see Brazilians and go, damn, y'all different. Y'all kind of sexy. Y'all fly. Y'all got a whole different way about you. That's how everybody in California look at Negroes. Wow. Now, see, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ever guessed that, but man, that's, but that's why we do it. So, so a lot of people look at Kendrick as one of the, um, I mean, I can't really call him new anymore, but but one of the the new, I guess, new old head rappers, the ones that 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 speaks to like the real, like real rap, real MCing. Do you feel that way, or or, or how do you feel about oh, that? Definitely, he's hip hop in every way. I mean, from his emotional appeal that comes through, uh, like like an Eminem or or uh, Outkast, right? He got just style and flavor and storytelling, like a slick Rick. Right, he's as modern as Tupac was in his era. That's Kendrick for our era, right? And he's not speaking to the commercial masses, the market masses, with with the money power folks want to hear. He's speaking to what you're experiencing, what I'm experiencing, and how we can overcome this every day. Is is poetry? Is church? Is Doctor Phil? Is is Doctor Quinn? Medicine woman? Is all of that at the same time? You know what I'm saying? And so, even play his already dedicated album, the first uh, underground album he put out. That should have you just, yeah, yeah, man. All right, yeah. All right, that's what's up. So, so Ken, Kendrick Lamar, King Kunta, number one song in uh, in your playlist. Now, oh, now the next, the next song, like if, if people consider Kendrick uh, a, 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 a legend in his own time. There's another brother who was a legend in his own time. Like this this brother was a legend for his whole life. And that's the that's the good brother, big bro, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Mm. Now, I I'm 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 gonna tell you, I just watched for I don't know, probably the, the fifth or sixth time, um, the Jacksons American Dream a couple mm-hmm. days ago. Mm-hmm. Man, man, I forgot how much I forgot how, how dope not only the family was, but Mike was when he like moved from kind of moved from their family. Yeah. And, and and how in charge of his own stuff he was. That's it. Which was dope. So so yeah. the song the, the song that you gave us today was remember the time, mm-hmm. which I have my reason for why I think it's amazing. But I, I love for you to talk to us why about why you picked this song and why you brought this up. So this is the first music video I remember seeing in my entire life. Whoa. I was like three or four years old. I remember my mama playing it on the television. I'm in the living room and I'm like, "Who is that? What is this song? Why is it so great?" It resonated <laughs> with me then, you know. As a as a young brother, maybe spiritually feeling my African roots, right? With right. the pyramids and the dancing and Eddie Murphy playing Pharaoh. Didn't even know that was Eddie Murphy at the time, right? It was like this was it was something that I can relate to. It's something that made me proud, even as a little kid with very little consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, as I got older, to me, it's a beautiful song of love. They remind us of the great moments we have in our relationships. And I don't think you necessarily have to 
use that song for X. I think you can use that song after you've been in a relationship five, seven years. And mm -hmm. things might just have shifted a little bit. And you yeah. have to be like, baby, do you remember the times when we first fell in love? Like, Man, I need, you know what? That's some good, matter of fact, let me write that down real quick. Because <laughs> I'm a, when she get home, I'm going to use that one. Baby, don't you remember the time? Right. <laughs> On the phone, two, three, what about us, girl? Like, but that's what about bop, bop. before the kids. I, I wonder if she'll understand me saying, bop, 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 bop. That's when he was really smacking her butt. I mean, music oh, video, but they had oh that's what that was. That was good. That was that's good. That was. that was the <laughs> ass smack. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Remember that. Yes, you gotta remember that time too. You know? So, so, so the the thing the thing I loved about this song too, because I, I loved it, is um, well, it wasn't even a song. It's Michael Jackson these dang videos, man. This this one this long a video he had, and the fact that it was so it was so so black. Yeah, it was so so black. It was yeah, it was, and, and then all, all the cameos. Yeah, and the all fact, the and, the fact and the fact that all these authentically black folks had were were co like Michael Jackson was co-signed by all these real black people, mm -hmm. to, especially at a time where people were like question people were questioning him and saying you know he don't want to be black or he want to be white that kind of thing and like he's like I'm a I'm I'm one just like us we all the same. Y'all the same, bro. Right. So yeah. I, I love that, man. And so we're gonna take a second just to uh enjoy a little bit of the song. So mm -hmm. um this is Life on Wax with your boy Ted. You ain't got my man JC Rowan here. We're gonna uh, listen to a little bit of Remember the Time or Michael Jackson. So I know, um, right. I, I know you got uh, you got married in the last few years, right? I did, I did. I got married. Uh, damn, why you asking me out on live camera? Two thousand eighteen. I hope, or it might have been seventeen. Two thousand seventeen, December seventeen. <laughs> that okay? And 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 I know, I know you. Um, you also got a couple, a couple young, young bulls out there, right? My my oldest is almost two; he'll be two in April, and my youngest is three months. Man, man, so how how's that how's that family life going for you at this point, bro? It's it's good. It, it changes your mentality a little bit, right? So, so like, how, you know, how, how did it adjust for you? Excuse me. So how did it? What change did it make for you? So for me, I mean, I've been in a, I feel like a more revolutionary driven mentality for most of my 20s. And so that like, that drove my ambition, my work, my, the causes I was a part of and, you know, the sacrifices I made. And so I was willing, you know, to do four to six hours of sleep, probably a lot like you to get my projects done over the mm -hmm. last 10 years. When you had the babies, those sacrifices shift for the babies. And so the revolutionary mindset, it, it, it evolves instead of being like, all right, whatever your cause is, 
it's more like, okay, the cause is cause my babies can eat, be successful, thrive, and have wealth. So now my energy went from spewing outward to more so almost some kundalini coming back inward in order to make sure my seeds are being cultivated. Mm. If they're cultivated strong, then I can evolve again and begin to share myself out to the world again. Got it. So, yeah. Got it. So doing that, doing that internal work and then pushing that out, being, being more revolutionary. Exactly. So coming back, coming back to the world then as a, as a God, man, father, leader versus just young man trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so the kids really take you into your God self like never before, you know? Mm. You know, that's, that's real interesting, man. I, I haven't heard it said that way. I haven't heard it said that way. What what made you understand it that way? What what shifted in, in your mind, or what what did you learn that made you think about it in that in that like tense? Yeah, well, it's like life and death, right? Before you have children, any day I can die, it almost didn't matter, right? Mm. Like I'm willing to sacrifice everything I have, including my flesh and blood, for my people, for the cause, to make this world a better place. Well. You still keep that mentality when you have kids, but you also recognize that your life is the most important thing for them. Mm-hmm. So so now me dying so the world can be a better place is me dying to myself, my own ways, my selfish desires, my, my ignorance in order to live for them and right. to make sure that they thrive in the best way possible. And the examplehood, you know, I mean, you know it, just like, you know, I see it with my little ones. I, I can show them better than I can teach them every day. Right. And so yeah. the evolution has to be real for me to evolve. So even if my mouth ain't always perfect, the way they see me move, they go, yeah, that's my God daddy right there. You know what I'm saying? That's real. So yeah. so when so when you think about uh, kind of where you sit now, um, how does that impact your politics? Yeah. So it's a, in a couple of different ways. First, you have to be really the real deal for me to want to work with you on an election. Where before, it was like, you can be 30% and I feel like I'm going to help cultivate you to be 75, 80% of what the people need and we'll pray for grace on the last 20% to get you across the board, right? Now, you kind of got to come ready with 75, 80% because I don't have the same time to sacrifice to cultivate a grown individual because mm. I'm spending that time cultivating my kids. Right. So now it's more like, I ask people, I say, you need to be my cush candidate. Where if somebody's offering me some cush, they don't have to sell it to me. They put it in front of me, I smell it, I look at it, I go, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I need my right? I need my candidates to be that good. To where as soon as I put you in front of somebody, they can look at you, they can, they can feel you, they hear you a little bit, and they go, yeah, I'll take it. I want to know what you're about. I want to support you. I want to lift you up. I want to vote for you. You know what? I want to. I want to see one. Of, I don't have the time to cultivate. I want to see one of these. Uh, I want to see one of these uh, uh, Democratic hopefuls say, "I want to be your Kush candidate." That need somebody needs to use that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so we're gonna get we're gonna get back into this playlist, man. Because the song, the next song I have up, man, is one of my absolute favorite songs, and I might just play this entire song just because it's that's one cool. of my absolute favorites, uh, and that's Renegade. Yes, sir. With Jay Z, 
and Eminem. Eminem. And I, I feel, I feel like this is. Wait, is was it Jay Z song Eminem got on or Eminem song that Jay got on? I think it was Jay Z song. You know what? I thought it was Eminem that Jay got on, but. You know, they was both popping when the song came out. It right. Been, it could, yeah. Because it's, it's on both their albums. It's on both their albums, too. Right. Yeah. So, so and, you know, because I'm from Detroit, I automatically got to give claim to Eminem first and go. say we featured Jay-Z. Here we go. Here we come <laughs> Okay. Okay. We'll, Shout out to the D. All right. We'll talk about, we'll talk about that in a second, but I want to, uh, want to Jay-Z go ahead and talk about these, these ashy knuckles that he, he got <sighs> Hold on. So we gonna, we gonna listen to this next song, Renegade, with Jay-Z and Eminem. Um, it's Life on Wax with your boy Ted Jr., my guest, brother J.C. Rowe. I tell you, when I first heard this song, man, I about lost it. Yeah, I about lost. Yeah, it'll do that to you. I about lost. You say who? No, no, Jay Z did that to me, not M, not Eminem. Like, <laughs> like, like M. You know what? I mean, we gonna have just had this conversation. Eminem was is, is was a good is a good addition to the song. I think I think he's valuable to the song, but. Jay Z makes the makes the whole song, man. And and, and, and you know, maybe my bias is built in. Yeah, because you're from Detroit. I, I think they both need it. It's peanut butter and jelly. You can't have one without the other. You know what? You know what? Okay, I'll accept that. But Jay Z is the peanut butter. I'm okay with that. Okay, okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Jay Z make it stick, but Eminem just got a little sweet flavor for it. It just make you be like, okay, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, you okay. You gotta remember in Detroit, we like our white guys, bro. Really? Because they come with that same level of authenticity that you get when you meet a me or you, mm. right? And Eminem is such a perfect embodiment of just the soul of Detroit, even though he a white guy. You almost just gotta give him that respect every time. And going back to Michael Jackson, remember Michael Jackson came to Detroit to get famous. So you can't be just anybody and be famous out of Detroit. Came to everybody came to Detroit, man. It was, everybody it came Motown. to Detroit. I mean, it was a time. It was Motown, man. Oh, okay, that's what I'm saying. But you gotta get that same respect to him because he was able to come out the city himself mm-hmm. and get the respect of the city. You know what I'm saying? And he was competing against thousands of talented folks. Yeah, I must. I must say, so I, so Eminem, I've, I've, I've always liked him. He, I was never a fan of him. Yeah. But, but this song made me look at him completely differently. This song right here, because yeah. I said, I said he is literally going blow for blow 
with Jay and a couple of bars he got him. I, I, I I'm be I'm be honest. A couple yeah. of bars, a, cu- a couple, a few of the um, like the way the wordplay he used and the um and the uh like the the rap skill mm-hmm. he used the way mm-hmm. the way he made his voice the staccato he like he had mm-hmm. he, the alliteration like he he has he he's probably you know I'll say this he's probably one of the most skilled rappers mm-hmm. like straight skill that I've mm-hmm. ever heard yeah because and what I like about him is he plays up to his competition he don't play down. So uh-huh. greatness begats greatness. So Jay Z's great. So Eminem's like, I'm not gonna give nothing less than greatness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And as a just an individual, man, I can hear that song and go do anything. Yeah. Like, like I'm a renegade. I'm a renegade to the the system that says black men aren't good daddies. I'm a renegade to the system that say we're not educated. I'm a renegade to the system that say we don't have any power. Don't deserve to be a voice of influence. I'm a renegade to the system that say I have to work for somebody else. I'm a renegade to the system that feeds me fast food and junk, right? That's why I'm doing my gardening and, and healthy juicing and living, right? So what what that song does for me is a theme song is it tells me it's okay to be me mm-hmm. and I don't have to fall into the matrix and the way the matrix tells me I have to operate yeah. and I can be the best version of me and and that's enough. It's right. more than enough. So that, that sticks yeah. right into, you plug that right into your own life. Oh, and how, one, every and how day. you move every day. Every day. Yeah, when man. When I'm planting strawberries and, and potatoes <laughs> and spinach, I'm thinking about how I'm a renegade and I don't have to go to the store and spend $4 a pint on strawberries or I have to take arm pills because I'm getting all of this naturally from the earth. And the earth is giving me its vital energy because I'm picking the food directly. Right? Yeah. This is all renegade. Now, now I remember, I, I remember uh, that was a while, a while back uh, where you were doing a video probably every maybe every day every other day or something where you were like i don't know if you were juicing stuff or mm-hmm. you were doing something tell me more about about because when you were doing that i thought that was dope like i didn't i didn't have the stuff you had but i thought it was <laughs> but i was like okay yeah that's a good idea <laughs> tell me why you started why you were doing that at the time yeah so that really came off the heels of the death with dignity campaign i had done and death with dignity was if people were terminally ill with less than six months to live they were able to acquire medicine from their doctor to end their life. That hurt my soul, mm. right? Because I had volunteers who would work with me for a year that when this law passed, they was ending their lives. Mm. And I was like, well, I don't believe in terminal illness. I believe illness happens, but I don't think anything's terminal as long as we have the right earth properties to heal ourselves. And so... That's when I started studying Dr. Sebi a little bit more, started juicing on my own. That's when I learned about Moringa. It's one of the superfoods that gives you, like, all your phytonutrients. And it, it was a good time for me to share how to heal folks because I had already been a part of how to end people's lives. Mm. And I hate even saying it like that, but that was part of my own balance. Like, look, if you don't give people a way out off the earth, you got to give people a way to live on earth. That's and good. so that's why I was doing the video so regularly. I was running. I, I cut back smoking. I was juicing. And, and it was important because a lot of our seniors, you know, especially the coronavirus is making it very apparent. But a lot of our seniors had health issues even two, three years ago. Right. That was taking them out. Diabetes, cancer, uh, just stress, high blood pressure. Some of these things, if not all of them, 
are easily managed if you have the right ingredients. That's what's and that's so, true. and always, and my my favorite phrase now is, "Don't trust me, verify it." But if you hear something I say, it's probably good. Just go verify it and then you know work it out for your stuff. I feel that. Yeah, and I appreciate that, man. And uh, and also, I'll, I'll I'll even I'll even give you a pass on putting um putting Eminem as high as you put him because that's your home that's your hometown person. Because my 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 reality is I'm from St. Louis, and I put I put Nelly higher than he probably should be. <laughs> no, I'm just about to get you on that. I'm like I love Nelly, but. Let's not act like he's the crim de la crim of hip-hop. Wait, hold on, wait. Okay, look. Ain't no Nelly slander on my show. I end this live right now, sir, and turn this, turn this book around. <laughs> look, I can't even give Nelly credit for doing the first hip-hop song with a guitar in it, because Will Smith did that three years before him. Look, okay, we'll talk about Will in a, in a little bit. But, uh, okay, okay. but, but right now... Yeah, Renegade, I feel that so far, that's one of my favorite songs that I've ever heard. It's definitely, it's definitely a top song that I've heard. I'm glad you had it in your playlist. Uh, We're going to get into this next song, though, uh, which is another Kendrick Lamar joint. I'm the biggest hypocrite in 2015. Once I finish this, witnesses will confess just what I mean. they feeling this way since I was 16. Came to my senses. You never liked this anyway. Fuck your friendship. I meant it. I'm African American. I'm African. I'm black as the moon. Heritage of a small village. Part of my residence. Came from the bottom of mankind. My hair is nappy. My dick is big. My nose is round and wide. You hate me, don't you? You hate my people. Your plan is to terminate my culture. You're fucking evil. I want you to recognize that I'm a proud monkey. You vandalized my perception. But can't take down from it. And this is more than confession. I mean, I might press the button just so you know my discretion. I'm caught in my feelings. I know that you feel it. You sabotage my community, making the killing. You made me a killer. Emancipation of a real nigga. The black of the barrier, the sweet of the The black of the barrier, the sweet of the The black of the barrier, the sweet of the The black of the barrier. Boy. Right. <laughs> your boy, you, you, your boy, man. So I, I, Tell I almost, me that don't I, do something for your spirit. I almost, I don't, no, no, no. It def, it does. Like I, I love this, I love this song. Um, mm-hmm. but tell me why you wanted to make sure it was a song that got onto this playlist. All right. So 120 years ago. Uh, a man named W.B. Du Bois wrote a book called The Souls of Black Folks where he talked about double consciousness. Mm-hmm. How we have, to, uh, as black men and women, we have to operate with two sets of consciousnesses in America. We have to be that of an American and that of a black person. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar embodied that concept in this song. The black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, right? We know who we are. We know what we have. We feel our power every single day. And we're literally part of black people's own internal war and struggle is just simply being ourselves and manifesting that beautiful image. Mm. Right? But in the same breath, we're American. And so we got to buy by the system. We got to make it work. We go along to get along. We got nine to fives. We take care of our kids. So we, you know, any income we make, we pay right back out to the system in order to right. take care of our families. Right. Right. And so 
that's the part that makes us a hypocrite. And I have to say myself included, because we still know the struggle of our veterans, our, our, our the mental illness that affects our community, the, the, the ignorance that comes of America to our seniors and our babies. So our seniors suffer in one fold, our babies suffer in another fold. Mm-hmm. And there's almost nothing we consciously do about it. Not that we don't know what can be done about it. Not that we haven't philosophized about what can be done about it. Not that we haven't debated in every academic institution for at least the last 60 years. Mm-hmm. We just don't. So, so li- listen, thinking about that, thinking about the double consciousness that we hold and thinking about it's something that we're, we're constantly, you know, fighting. We're constantly at war. Why yeah. do you think we don't make the steps, the actual steps, to, to change things. Well, I think a lot of people are afraid, and it's a programmed fear, right? It's mm-hmm. not, it's, this fear comes from them killing us for the last 400 years, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's embedded almost in our DNA, but it's still foreign to our soul. Mm. So we can understand that, then we can overcome the fear, recognizing that it's not a part of your original makeup. Right, and also I like the other songs, King Kunta, Remember the Times, right, so that you can remember who you are in this process. Renegade, feel yourself and overcome that level of consciousness that keeps you so American that allows that senior older sister to be homeless on the street. Or that 13-year-old who doesn't know if he really want to be a gang member, but that's what he's being shifted into for you to also ignore him Mm -hmm. or her. And not reach out, right? We have to do our part, and, and, and it's not that we all have to be Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Cornell West, Tavis Smiley, Fannie Lou Hamer, right? Yeah. These were great, great giants in our community. But you can just be a big brother, a big sister, or mm. you can be somebody's mentee that's making sure your senior, the seniors, getting conversation. The mm. seniors, yeah, they're taking their medicine. This senior has some natural herbs for a tea. Tea time once a week, you know, to keep their blood pressure low. There's a bunch of stuff that we can do to make our community better. But if we only put in our conscience that we have to be a WB voice, we have to be Marcus Garvey. And then we say, well, I can't do that. So I guess I'm going to just be American. Mm-hmm. But to truly be American is also to be a renegade. True. Even if you're a white American, you got to rebel against the system whenever the system is coming to destroy you. Because that's built into the fabric. It's built into the fabric. You know, but you know what's you know what's funny? Oh, you know what you you do that cracks me up. Uh, I I used to I used to always hear about or see you calling people out for being for being cowards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like when it was time to step up and for instance maybe run for office or step up and do a thing, and then they would like, well, I you were unapologetic in the level of harshness you you would hit people with, man. And that, you know, that... I don't have that, a lot of friends because of it today, shit. <laughs> you know what? I, but, see, but see, I like that. I like that because I, I, I feel like, especially in, in spaces like that, if you're going to talk about making a major change, you got to be bold. And, 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 and if you're not bold, then why are we... If you're not gonna be bold, why are we even here? 
Take a seat. If, yeah, if you're not gonna be way. bold, if you're not gonna be bold, don't even talk about it. Don't even talk about it. Because because all you're gonna do is get somebody who wants to help you do it excited. And if I get excited to help you and then you flake, yo. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. I mean, imagine we in high school and you got some kid. You know, because this this how I imagine these cats. Not to make fun of like short guys, but you got some kid. Yeah, Five, wait, one. yeah. Let's let's be clear. We're not making fun this, of short. Let's be clear. Guys. We're not Just making fun of short guys. Just for the sake of not for the disrespect on shorter guys, right? But but, but you got go, a guy one running around the high school. I'm the best basketball player in the school, man. I can whoop anybody, man. Put me on your team, and I'm running it. I'm dunking it. I'm cross. I'm fast. I got higher ups to speed. Spud Webb. It's like okay, we hooping at three. And the person never show up. Next game. Next day. They talking shit the same way. Man, I'm, I'm still the best. I couldn't make that one, but I'm still the best. We hooping at three. And they don't show up. By day three, it's like, bro, don't even say nothing. I might punch you in the face, bro. I don't want to hear nothing about your game, man. Go somewhere. Go, go talk to your mama and tell her how good you are at basketball. Because we don't care over here. That's, to me, all of the fakes. And this is Negro fakes. It's our people. Who... I don't know if it's because of insecurity or just it's like it's like when the, the, the guys who drive Ferraris because they got small manhoods. You got people on social media pretending like you know I'm willing to step up and lead. I'm gonna do this and do that, do this. And you're like, okay, election 2018. No, no, I ain't gonna do that one. Okay, election 2020. No, I ain't gonna do that one. But catch me in 2022. <laughs> I'm good on you, bro. Right. I'm good on you. Right. Like, I don't have time for your fake basketball skills. Because if you really had it, you can come to the court dressed, looking like a nerd. Like, you don't even have any skills, but you're going to ball out. True. And that's the Kush candidates. That's the authenticity that we need. We need folks that's just like, I don't care. I'm going for it. I don't care. I'm going. You can donate to me. You cannot donate to me. I'm going to raise the money. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to I'm going to make this happen. If I don't win this one, I'm going to win next time. But you're going to see how I fight this time. So mm-hmm. you might want to donate to me next time. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's one one thing when I when I used to live in Louisville, um, that was one thing that that struck me. But what I would tell people is Louisville people would tell me that people wouldn't support them uh, when they when they wanted to like run for stuff. People they didn't think they would be able to get the kind of support they wanted. And I and I would tell them, look, Louisville may not jump on board with you when you first. Say you want to do something, but Louisville backs a fighter. It does. So that's the difference. I mean, it's, it's the home of Muhammad Ali. So if exactly. they if they see you fighting, you will get support. <laughs> they may not jump out there before that. <laughs> you might need to land a few punches first, but <laughs> but they they'll back a fighter. And and in my and this and, is the problem. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying. In my in my opinion, that's not just there, but that's everywhere. People will. No, it's back- everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere, and we get speaking of Louisville specifically, but you get it's in Oakland, it's in San Francisco, it's everywhere, right? You get the people who step up aren't the fighters, and that's why they talk so good. At, Watch me fight. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for you. You ever seen Mike Tyson tell you I'm going to fight this? No. He go, man. I'm about to go in first. Don't ask me no questions, because when I get in the ring, you're going to see it. He he, his fight is in here, in here, not in here. Yeah, he don't even say you that much. You know what I'm saying? His- so, I got a fraternity brother running in Louisville right now, District Court City Council. 
I've offered to throw this man fundraisers for the last three months. He won't even return my phone call. I'm I'm sticking other fraternity brothers on him. Like, what's up with our brother? Where's his fight? Where's that? Because on social media, he looks like he's making a big noise. But in reality, I hate to say he's fake as anybody else. Well, he might as well be a white guy that doesn't care about our people because he's not willing to do the steps it take in order to win his own race. But he wants to look good while he's running just so he can lose. And I promise you now, he'll lose by at least 20%. I can tell you that right now because I know how the game works. Well, well ho- ho- hopefully whatever happens, hopefully that that turns around. I will say um, that you you are definitely a person that I that I support when it comes to what you have to say about what's happening uh, politically. Now, now get now get into your last song in this playlist. I I've been doing this show for three years, man, and I have this is the very first time anybody has ever added a Will Smith song. Not a not a Fresh Prince song, right? Not Jazzy Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh right, not Prince. Not the '80s version, yeah. But Will Smith, right? 2002 from an album most people probably never heard of. And that song is Loretta. Let's listen to it for a minute. This is a true story. So to be honest, to be honest, when I first listened to this a few days ago, I was like, "Oh, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty cool track. I like the production on it." And uh, you know, Will Will's got this the way he raps as an adult. Adult, he's got. I mean, he's got. It's if you're an adult, you like it. It's like it's like it's like adult contemporary rap. Mm-hmm. To me, but what? Mm-hmm. But what? What? Break, what makes you want to add Loretta to this particular playlist? Yeah. So okay. First of all, we just got to give respect to Will Smith, right? He's a, the first rapper to ever win a Grammy. First rapper to do a real hip hop performance on an actual concert stage. Um, and for me, he's always been a thoughtful individual, right? People don't even recognize that. When he started the Fresh Prince show, it was based on somebody else's life, and it was to pay off his debt that he accumulated 
from, as he would call it, being a dumb teenager spending all his first friend's money. Sure. So he's always been thoughtful in that sense, right? Now, when we get to Loretta, he talks about basically the state of mental health with our young women. Mm-hmm. And that's what appealed to me, right? From how we put these idols up on TV. I mean, now we got them from Kim Kardashian to everybody, but Will Smith and all of them were idols back in the day for folks. And the state of mental health can be so bad in this country that it's easy for our young women and for young men, but he's talking about young women specifically, to fall into these fantasies that end up self-destroying them. Mm-hmm. And so, again, going into the renegade status, going into the how do we care for our people, not being a hypocrite, right? Remembering our greatness, all of that coming together is how do I care for the sisters around me, right? My own mother suffers from mental health being, having a history of bipolar schizophrenia, right? I have a younger sister that I want to keep from all of the trials of this world at best way I can, you know, from the fantasy mental trials to the actual physical trials. And so I just think that we constantly need reminders of the pain and the struggles our sisters are going through mm-hmm. so that it's in our consciousness to help deal with it when we can, yeah. right? The World Health Organization 10, 20 years ago said that a country health and success is measured by its education and health of its young women. Wow. And in this country, young women have been ignored actually as long as Negroes have been ignored, right? Sure. Women have been ignored. And so I think it's up to us as black men, Negro men, Israelite men, Hebrew men, wherever you want to identify us, comedic if you think we that. It's up to us, melanated men, to be the ones that are the gatekeepers for our sister, protecting their, protecting their mentalities, providing opportunities, empowering them, and just supporting them in however way we can. And so, you know, with you giving me this opportunity, this was the most important song for me because if we don't care for our women, we can't care for our society, our community. We can never grow. So, Amen. I think I think that says it, man. That's that's that ties it right up. And I agree with you 100 percent. We got to make sure we support and protect our women. Period. Um, So. So we we're coming toward the end of the show and. uh kind of getting into the last couple questions mm-hmm. and uh, these these are questions I ask everyone that comes on the show and uh, I, I don't give you a heads up about it beforehand but first question okay first question if you look at your uh, your personal playlist at home or what you're riding with in the car what's once one album one song that you listen to? that most people would be surprised that you love? Ah, that's a good question. So I don't know if it's an album, but I listen to Buddhist meditation music on Pandora. Wow. More often than people would imagine. And I'm not a Buddhist, but <laughs> I love it. Why? So what makes you what makes you pick that pick that pick that Pandora station up? So I'm I'm a I mean you know this person I'm kind of an excitable person I have a lot of energy right. my thoughts are running a thousand miles a minute and so that helps me to calm my soul mm-hmm. spiritually and just kind of become introspective and clear my thoughts and and line them up in an orderly way um, without any external vices you know drinking smoking whatever Got it. and so meditation music has been a beautiful way for me to channel into my own spirit and go into my prayers and really become 
I feel like a better man each day. Okay. What do you do when no O'Reilly's commercial pops up? What do I do with no O'Reilly person? <laughs> the, the O'Reilly the... commercials? <laughs> oh, yeah, I paid to cut those, but I paid oh. a little two ninety nine. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, second question. Second question. Okay. What is the last song, and this is a particular song, that you either bought or downloaded? Or otherwise, or otherwise uh, received? So I bought J. Cole's last album on vinyl. And mm. so I was just kind of feeling that album. Not any one individual song that I was able to recommend one to you. Sure. But the album as a whole, I bought it on vinyl. You know, I play with my two-year-olds all the time when we just kind of bop to them. It's North Carolina, New York vibe. Raise them up in the in the right way, man. Yeah. You got to raise them up on vinyl, on records. Raise them up right. You have to, you know. I need my kids to be spending in 2040, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the last question. Um, you think about you have two tickets for you and your whoever else you want to take to a concert. To see anyone you want to see alive or dead, where are you going? Who who are you going to see? Michael Jackson. You going to Michael Jackson concert? Uh, all day. Without without any question. Nah, Michael Jackson. He got to perform at least eight hours though. I just need a <laughs> I just need a, a meditative zone for Michael Jackson. You need you need, a, you need a whole day a whole work day of Jackson. Now, if I can incorporate Michael Jackson with Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I paid ten thousand dollars for that concert. You know, the type of cat Michael Jackson is, he would have already had some songs with Kendrick Lamar. He would have. He would yeah, already have songs. That. Yes, sir. So, uh, so JC, man, I'm really glad you came on the show, bro. I really appreciate you, man. Um, you want you have any social media you want? To make sure people know how to follow you, or know how to get in touch with you if they need anything, or they want to continue a conversation with you. Yeah, so check us out. Uh, my website's still in development, but you can kind of see where we're going with it. It's thejazzycomedyshow.com. Thejazzycomedyshow.com. So we'll have regular weekly updates, everything from gardening tips, health tips, funny historical facts. Um, and then every two weeks, we're going to do a live comedy show for everybody to participate. And while we're all on lockdown, it'll be something easy and fun for you to do with your family. And so check us check us out on the jazzycomedyshow.com, Instagram, Facebook, all of that is under the same name. Jazzycomedyshow.com, that's right.